G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking about lineup projections and minutes projections, starting with the Central Division. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Um, thanks for tuning in again to another Fantasy Basketball Podcast with yours truly. Um, today, we are going to be starting a new series, uh, a new uh hoping to get about uh, six podcasts here for each of the divisions. Just going to be walking through and discussing the um, starting lineups, main bo- uh, bench rotation, as well as the minutes distributions for each of the the teams in, in all the divisions. So hopefully after these six podcasts, we've covered all 30 teams and we can sort of have that first kind of glance over on what we expect um, the minutes to look like for each of these teams and where we can maybe start to um, pick out some rotation battles or anything that we might want to be watching a bit more closely in preseason, in training camp, um, notice some things that maybe there's a bit of value in certain teams and in certain positions. So um, this is going to be uh, sort of our first glance over. And then once we've gone through all these guys, then we can start getting into a bit more of that classic fantasy uh, podcast areas where we're talking to talk about uh, mock drafts and um, sleepers, bus, all these kind of things, and um, and, and a few other interesting shows uh, lined up for you guys. But um, starting today, we're going to be talking about the Central Division. Going to go through um, uh, a couple of teams, so five teams from this one here. Um, we're, we'll leave some of those divisions that have some of the teams that aren't yet decided, like the Knicks, Nets, Utah, Um those teams are a little bit more towards the end, just in case there is a trade that happens in the next couple of days. So we'll leave those ones to the end. So we might be jumping around a little bit here from east to west, but that's all right. We'll get through all 30 teams. Um, but let's go through the central division today. Firstly, we're going to start with the Chicago Bulls. So um, we'll go through basically for all of these teams, their starting lineup, the bench, and then next to everyone's um, name will be the amount of minutes that I'm projecting for each player. Now, obviously, these minutes, um, we have to assume, or, or I think you do, I, th- I think we should be assuming everyone's healthy, unless we know specifically otherwise. Um, so, assuming everyone's healthy, this is how I project the minutes to go. Okay. Now, obviously, if you've got someone who's resting on a back-to-back or someone's out for injuries, these minutes might not actually reflect... The, um, the minutes that happen throughout the season, but um, this is what I would expect the teams to sort of go with when everyone's available, okay? So let's start with the Chicago Bulls. Um, pretty stock standard starting five. I don't really think you can argue much with this starting five. You've got Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams comes back into the fray, and uh, Nikola Vucevic as well. Um, now, I think from everyone in their 
the 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 lineup itself, I don't think you can really argue. The minutes you can maybe nitpick here and there. I think a couple of things to highlight in that starting lineup, as you can see for both Lonzo and uh, Nikola Vucevic or Vucevic, um, however which way you want to pronounce his name. Um, I think that they both will look to maybe lose a couple of minutes this season. I think because of the addition of, um, when we talk about the bench soon, Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond. Um, there's some more capable backups there. Uh, and I also, in particular with Lonzo, I think that the, his knee issues the last couple of seasons have been um, uh, not sounding good. So I think that the Chicago Bulls, whilst they've got a lot of depth at the guard position, will probably look to lighten his load a little bit. Maybe he's a candidate to rest back-to-backs and things like that. Haven't heard too much on that front from the news point of view so far, but I do expect at least when he's in the lineup to be a starting player to get close to that 30 minutes, but I don't expect him to push much more than that. I think he was playing more uh, minutes than that in previous seasons. So I do expect a little bit of regression in terms of his minutes. Um, The same for Vucevic with Andre Drummond behind him. Um, Nothing too crazy, but maybe just a couple of minutes here and there um, with someone like a Drummond backing him up. I still think he should get to about 30 minutes a night, but it wouldn't shock me if it's a little bit less. It wouldn't shock me at all because um, uh, Drummond gives something that Vucevic doesn't. He's a obviously a, a prolific rebounder, a bigger body. Obviously, he doesn't have the shooting touch or the um, uh, passing ability that, that a Vucevic has, but it, it's just a different type of center. To, to a Vucevic, someone's a bit more power than, than Vucevic's finesse. So, there might be different matchups that they like to use Drummond a bit more, maybe uh, Drummond a bit less, but I think overall we might see a dip in Vucevic's value. I think Levine and DeRozan, you, you're going to get big minutes. You're going to get 34 to 35 minutes a night. I don't think that's going to change. I do expect, last year I was wrong on DeRozan. Uh, I thought DeRozan was going to lose a lot of usage, but he came in and basically had, basically had his best season of his career. Um, at what is he, age 33, um, which, which was surprising to say the least, but I do expect that maybe we see a little bit of regression from that again this season, but um, more or less the same. And for Levine, maybe to, to maybe increase a little bit. I think DeRozan had 36 minutes whilst Levine was 34. I've kind of just got them both here at 35. Uh, I think they'll both kind of be on, or, or most most of the time, they'll have at least one of those guys on the court uh, at any given moment. Um, if we go over to the bench, these are the main guys I expect to be getting minutes here. Uh, you got Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic is an interesting one, and then Ayo Desumnu and Javante Green, which means that there's a few notable guys that I've left out of the regular rotation in Kobe White, Dalen Terry, and Derek Jones Jr., who um, did get minutes last year. Um, I want to touch on Goran Dragic. It's an interesting one because if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't be playing Goran Dragic many minutes, but it sounds like from reports that Goran Dragic was either promised minutes um, when he signs there or... He's under some kind of <laughs> some kind of uh, disillusion that he's he's he earns those or, or he deserves those minutes and um, so that that's interesting. I wonder I wonder what's true or, or maybe a little bit of both or something like that. Uh, potentially we see Dragic getting um, some more minutes early in the season and someone like a Dalen Terry might pick up some minutes late in the season or a Kobe White. That's that's an interesting one. I wonder. I don't know. I might be more inclined to play a Kobe White over Dragic. Um, at this stage in his career, but 
in any which way, the addition of him just makes that backcourt a bit crowded. I think you're going to find that Alex Caruso might lose a couple of minutes. I still have him projected at 24 minutes a night. Um, so obviously, the the sixth man in the team in his defense will be really, really important. Um, and again, this is assuming that Lonzo Ball is healthy, which is a big assumption. He might not be healthy, and and um, the depth will, will most likely be tested this season. But um, whilst everyone is healthy... It is going to be interesting to see who loses out in this rotation. Right now, I've got Kobe White losing out to start the season. I would be surprised by the end of the season if that's Dragic again, assuming everyone is healthy, which is probably not not a great assumption at this stage. Um, Javante Green, don't think he's going to play a whole lot of minutes, but he he will come kind of step in as like a small ball four. Um, I do expect DeRozan to play a little bit of the four. Um, and everyone kind of shuffle up a little bit. Um, but but perhaps Dale and Terry again steps in there. He's a, he's bigger, he's longer. He's six foot seven to Javante's six foot four. So wouldn't surprise me if Dale and Terry earns some minutes there as the season progresses, or even if a Derek Jones Jr. takes his spot. But at this stage, I've got Javante Green in there. Uh, and then, of course, like we mentioned before, Andre Drummond strictly playing backup center minutes. And uh, in 18 minutes a night, he's not a regular rotation guy on your fantasy rosters, but he is someone who you can definitely stream on low-volume days. Um, So I'm not too excited. Much like last season, you can sort of stream him when you need those rebounds and and potential field goal percentage. But other, other than that, I'm not super excited. So that's the Chicago Bulls. Not a whole lot. Uh, to change. The return of Patrick Williams is something, obviously, we're going to be keen to see. But again, from a fantasy point of view, I'm not I'm not super high on him. Like, there's just not a lot that he does really, really well. And in a team where you've got DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, and you're starting five, there's just high usage guys who are going to demand the ball a lot. Um, who And then, you know, Lonzo Ball and Caruso, obviously, gathering all the assists and, and defensive numbers. It's just... There's just not a lot left for Patrick Williams, so even in a in a high twenties minutes role, I'm not super excited and and don't see a whole lot of upside for him. But I mean, I guess they're the worst players you can draft in a, in a twelve team standard league for categories. So that is the uh, Chicago Bulls. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. So obviously, last season we had the injury to Colin Sexton early in the season, um, and. I think it was Ricky Rubio who also went down. And so Darius Garland picked up a lot of the slack last year. So obviously, Colin Sexton is the um, the pink elephant in the room. He hasn't officially signed yet. I think the reports right now are that he's expected to sign a qualifying offer, um, which means he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this coming season. So he will be on the Cavs. Um, so that's the reporting at the at this stage. I don't think there's been any... I mean, no one's really gone after him. No one's signed him as a restricted free agent or anything like that. So I think he's going to be back on this team. And, and if he is, it, it makes things pretty tricky. So for my starting um, starting lineup here, I've got Darius Garland, obviously. I've got uh, Colin Sexton starting at the two guard, Levert at the small forward, and then obviously you've got Mobley and Jarrett Allen. So I, I think straight away you can lock in Darius Garland, Mobley, and Jarrett Allen. Into this. They're not going anywhere. They're the, the big three in this team, and they're going to get the consistent minutes. I think Mobley's minutes come up. Darius Garland, I think, ended up with 36 minutes last year. Again, probably a little bit of that because of the lack of other guard depth. So drop him back a little bit, and Allen's just going to get his 32. The other guys in Levert, Sexton, and in on the bench when we talk about later, Larry Markadon, those three players, two of those guys are going to start. 
You could start Levert at the two, Markin at the three. You could start um, Colin Sexton at the two, Markin at the three. Or like I've got here, Sexton at the two and Levert at the three. I've gone that way just because I feel like the, the big lineup, whilst it wasn't a disaster and it operated better than I thought it was, I think you you don't necessarily you don't necessarily need to go with that to start with. You can mix and match it throughout the the game, but maybe you just want to start with a little bit more mobility. I don't know. This is one that I'm definitely gonna be watching over the preseason. In saying that though, it doesn't really matter for fantasy purposes because I don't think any of these guys are really going to be fantasy relevant. Maybe Larry Markinen is the biggest one, but Karis Levert is just not someone I'm interested in fantasy this year. He's he's just um, he's a he's a bad fantasy player. He doesn't put up the the steals, the blocks. His percentages are poor. The assists are not high. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes. He's just like a point streaming guy only, and there's a lot of downside, a lot of lot of categories that he detracts from your team. So even in 30 minutes a night, Levert, I'm not really that keen. So and then Sexton's a similar kind of story with better percentages, scores the ball. Although I think with the ascension of Garland last year and Mobley another year into his career. I think that usage is going to drop dramatically to when he was that 25-point-per-night guy. He's not going to be that again, I don't think. So the appeal of Colin Sexton is is a lot less now. So I think really on this team, the only guys we're paying attention to are Garland, Mobley, and Allen. Um, the rest of them, they're streamers or late-round flyers at best. And even then, I'm not that excited. I don't see too much upside. So... I'm watching it, but I'm also I'm also I don't really care. It's not going to affect unless you're in a deeper league. Then you might want to pay attention to that. But in standard twelve team leagues, it's not something I'm really too fussed about, and I, I'm not targeting any of these guys. If we go to the bench here, we've got Larry Markin, um as their sort of six man guy or, or, or potential starter. You got your veteran Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro, Ochai Agbaji. Um, I'm expecting to get some minutes, not too many, some limited playing time, twelve minutes a night, and then. Uh, Chetty Osman as well with that 12 minutes per night. So not a whole lot of exciting stuff on this Cavs roster, um, but I see that sort of the way it's rolling out. Um, if, if you have any disagreements, guys, let us know what your thoughts in the question. If, if your team, if you support a team, let us know your thoughts. Um, obviously, I'm going based on a bit of a fantasy um, perspective, trying to take into account previous years and things like that and, and where I expect growth to happen and how I see these lineups working out. But if you have an inside fan experience, uh, let me know what your thoughts are. And again, don't forget to leave a like on the video. Let's move on to... Where are we up to now? Detroit Pistons. Okay, this is an interesting team. So obviously... They've got a whole lot of guys on this team. Uh, let's let's go through the starting lineup and what I've got. Point guard, Kate Cunningham. Obviously, 35 minutes a night. I think that he's going to really take a step forward this season. Very excited to see what Cade can do in year two. We saw the potential last year. How much that translates to fantasy? I'm optimistic. I think he's got a really good fantasy game. The, the trouble might be the rest of this roster and how that affects his efficiency. Um but I still think the raw numbers are going to be pretty tasty for Kay Cunningham this year. Shooting guard, Jaden Ivey, I think he'll start. I'm hoping he'll start day one. Uh, Dwayne Casey, if you listen, start Jaden Ivey, day one. Uh, small forward, Sadiq Bay, Power forward and center. This is where it gets a bit weird. Isaiah Stewart at power forward and Marvin Bagley at center. Now, 
the Isaiah Stewart stuff has come from Summer League. They they were experimenting with him and Duran in the Summer League. Stewart is apparently trying to become this uh, stretch four, I don't know, Ryan Anderson type player. I don't know how it's going to work, but it seems like they're going to give it a try and, and, and who knows, see, see what happens. And then Marvin Bagley, I've got him starting at center here just kind of based on the, the contracts they gave him. It's, oh, I don't know. This this one's a tricky one because there's so many other guys. Um, if we go to the bench, you've got, you know, uh, Nerlens Noel, Isaiah Livers, Kelly Olenek, and we haven't even mentioned um, Jalen Duran, who was their, their rookie pick that they traded for in the draft, who I actually, if it was me, he would be, I'd just be starting him day one. Why not? Like, I don't see the point in messing around with these guys that are not your future. Why not start to build chemistry with him and Cade and Ivy from the from day dot? But anyway, Dwayne Casey, he's the kind of coach that has the reputation of bringing rookies along slowly. Um, they paid Marvin Bagley a whole lot of money, so they're obviously invested in trying to see what he can do. Um, we'll, we will see, but I think that's the way they're going to go. I'm a bit worried about it. I don't see a whole lot of value in this team outside of Cade Cunningham. Sadiq Bay is obviously going to give you those threes. Jaden Ivey is going to be rocky to start, like a like a Jalen Suggs or a, um, a Jalen Green to start last season. We know those rookie guards can be rough early on. So if you're drafting him, you've got to be really, really patient. I, I, I tend to think that maybe don't worry about it to start drafts unless you're in a deeper team. Uh, his value will come more so in the second half of the year once he's caught up to speed. Isaiah Stewart... Maybe, maybe there's a bit of value there. Maybe he does start to put up some threes and he retains those rebounds and blocks, but I don't see him returning to over 30 minutes a night. I still think he's going to be like that 27, 28 minutes per night guy because they've got these other guys that need minutes as well. They've already said, if we go to the bench, Killian Hayes, Nerlens Noel, Isaiah Livers, Alec Burks, and Kelly Olynyk, other guys I see in the rotation at the start of the season, at least. Um, they've already said Nolan's Noel is going to be getting minutes when they trade it for him. I don't know why. Like, why do we need to give Nolan's Noel minutes? Like, Jalen Duran, if if what I'm predicting comes to pass, Jalen Duran's not getting regular res, uh, rotation minutes, which just seems crazy to me. But that's kind of the way that it's sounding like, uh, according to a lot of reports and things that I'm hearing from uh, Pistons fans. How long that's the case, I don't know. I, I do think that by the second half of the season, post-All-Star break, Jalen Duran is the one who is at least getting 18 minutes a night as a backup role. Whether or not they're persisting with this Marvin Bagley starting thing, I don't know. Uh, I, I hope not, but I, I think at least Duran will be getting backup minutes close to, to 20 per night. Um, but maybe early on if they're trying to get some value in the trade market for Nerlens Noel or whatever, Kelly Olenek, they might be trying to do that. Who knows? We'll see what that goes. But that's kind of the way I see it going there. Nerlens Noel has value in limited minutes, but so if, for example, like a Marvin Bagley situation fails and they put Noel into a starting lineup, he might be one to monitor. But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste a draft pick on him, but he might be someone if I if I need those blocks and steals and field goal percentage that I, I just put on my watch list and, and any news of Marvin Bagley injured or, or demoted to the bench, then he's an interesting one to, to have a look at. Uh, but the rest of these guys, Killian Hayes, uh, assist and steals, streamer only, really. Uh, no one really of note on, the, on this bench for them. So 
that is the Detroit Pistons. Pretty bare outside of Cade Cunningham, in my opinion. All right, let's move on to the next team, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, there's there's a bit to, bit to like here for the Pacers. So let's go through the starting lineup. Tyrese Halliburton at point guard, Buddy Heald at shooting guard. At small forward at this stage, I've got Benedict Matherin as their starting small forward. Power forward, they've already come out and said that Jalen Smith is going to be starting there. We'll see if that's true or not, but that's the reporting and what the, the coach has said this far. And uh, Miles Turner as the starting center at least uh, assuming he's on this team recording this on the 17th of August. So um, obviously Halliburton, you can lock away. I think you can lock away Buddy Heald, uh, assuming he's still on this team. Again, like Turner, if Turner's on this team, I think you can make him a lock in your starting lineup. The Jalen Smith thing I'm interested in, it does make a bit of sense in a way to kind of try and get the minutes to players like an Isaiah Jackson, a Brissett, even if you wanted to get Goga, Badatse in there, still get your Miles Turner minutes. That's probably the way you have to do it is get Jalen Smith to play kind of exclusively as a, a four or a power forward. Um, so I, I do believe it. I do think that that's legit. Uh, obviously, when preseason comes around, that will confirm that. But that's the way I expect it to roll out. And then Benedict Matherin. I've got him starting over a Chris Duarte. I think he just works a bit better with um, the starting lineup. He probably doesn't need the ball in his hands as much. He's kind of better moving off screens. I think he's probably got a bit more potential, in my opinion, than Chris Duarte. So I think he'll be starting. But if we move to my bench now... Chris Duarte, I still expect him to get sort of that 25 to 28. So I've got him here at 27 minutes per night. Um, that six-man role, he's going to come in and get shots. I think he's going to be fine. I wasn't a bigger fan of him in the draft, as you um, for long-time listeners might remember. So I'm not too excited about his upside, but he is someone who points threes, maybe a trickle of assists here and there. But that's about it for him. Isaiah Jackson is one that we do definitely need to keep an eye and is someone who is, he's a, he's a late round flyer. So even in 20 minutes per night, he can definitely put up fantasy value. We saw it last season. Um, Miles Turner, obviously not the most durable of guys. There's trade rumors surrounding him. Um, foul trouble. There, there are definitely things to like about having Isaiah Jackson. Even in a 20 minute per night role, he can put up fantasy or... Uh, standard league value. And if that ever gets to 24, 25, well, they're top 100, top 80 numbers, okay? Because the blocks, the field goal percentage, the rebounds, uh, even the steals are are decent for the center position as well. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Excellent per-minute guy. Um, I think 20 minutes is me... I'm trying to temper my expectations. I've got a lot of stock in him in Dynasty League, so I want to see him get um, minutes. I'm a big fan of his, and I think that... Of all the guys in this team, he's the future, if there is a future. Not to say that he's a franchise-level center, but I think he's the one that I would be prioritizing. So I think that he's definitely someone that we watch. The other interesting one to me was Goga Badatse. Now, obviously, we all know, or we most of us know, that Goga's a, a good per-minute producer, but I think the time of Goga has has come and gone. Now, I, I, I almost had this team as like a, four, uh, sorry, a nine-man rotation, but I, I do think that they'll... They'll get Goga in there a little bit. It, it'll be minimal. It was either him or Aaron Neesmith. And, and I'm, I'm tossing a turn because it is a bit clunky because that means that either uh, Brissett, sorry, either Jackson plays a bit at the four 
Um, Brissette a little bit at the three, which I don't think they want to do. So, so you know what? It, it might be Aaron Neesmith. The only thing really that we need to learn from this is that Goga is not really someone that we need to be worrying about. Um, he's not someone I think that we should be getting excited about if we ever see Turner goes out. The guy that we should be getting excited about is Isaiah Jackson. And I think if we go back to that starting lineup, Jalen Smith is someone that we could have sneaky value this year. I think, you know, the rebounds, the threes, um, the decent blocks, the, I think the field goal percentage will be fine and solid. Um, I think he'll, he'll be decent. He, he's not going to blow us away. doesn't have the same upside that Jackson does, but definitely someone too that I think should definitely be drafted. Uh, so I think you could see maybe six or seven um, paces drafted in your fantasy drafts because there is a little bit of uncertainty there, but there are some good permanent guys on this roster. So uh, very interesting to see how the paces shape up in the preseason. Uh, last team we'll go through in this podcast today. Uh, it's a nice boring one to finish off. Nice and easy. The Milwaukee Bucks basically cut and paste what they did last year. It's it's going to be pretty similar. The only new addition they have to this season is Marjon Beauchamp, uh, the rookie that they drafted uh, coming in. So, Basically, starting lineup, you got your point guard, Drew Holiday. Grayson Allen, I've got starting shooting guard, is probably the only contentious one. Um, small forward, uh, Chris Middleton, Giannis at power forward. And I've got Brooke Lopez at center, probably playing fewer minutes than his backup, Bobby Portis, but he's kind of like that ceremonial starter. Starts the game with Giannis, spreads the floor. He's going to play limited minutes I would I would think just based on his age and his his issues and um, history with with uh, injuries and and there's just no real need Bobby Portis is is good enough to, to come in and take those minutes as well maybe play a little bit of power forward as well together with Giannis at the three but um, yeah I, I think I'm not very excited about Brooke Lopez uh, anymore yes his blocks are nice but I think that there are more block upside guys out there. And, and, and I wouldn't, again, waste my time drafting a Lopez at the end of the draft when his upside is, is limited. So you're really only thinking about Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton does have that wrist injury. He might not be ready for the, the opening night games, but I don't think he's far away. So I have included him in this list, but just keep in mind he is dealing with that wrist injury from the playoffs. I think he had surgery in the offseason touch and go for the start of the season. Giannis obviously there. Bobby Portis, he, he probably is worth drafting at the back end of your draft. Upside, it's it's a moderate upside. It's not someone who I'm super excited about, but probably should be drafted, and the rest is just the rest is just filler rotation. Um, Grayson Allen, is he someone that you should be drafting? Probably, I would say not. I'm not very excited. I think he's just a three-point streamer only. I'm not very excited about him. He's going to be in like a bit of a position battle with Pat Connaughton and himself. So I think they're going to be both in the mid to high uh, 20s or, or, or one high 20s, one low 20s. I've got Grayson getting 27 here. Not enough for me for him to get uh, fantasy value. He would need more minutes, more usage to do that. And he's just not going to get that on this team. Uh, as for the rookie, I've got him edging out Serge Ibaka for that last rotation spot. Um, it could be Ibaka. But I just think that they want to continue to do a little bit of youth. I think he provides what they need in, in defense and athleticism and um, 
just someone who's a bit more mobile than, than Ibaka at this stage. And I think Ibaka's really only a, a centre, and I think that's covered by Portis and Lopez on this team. So uh, Marjon seems a bit more like that power forward, that running kind of the lanes kind of type that I think that they prefer. So that will do it for today, guys, in the breakdown for the Central Division. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, if you disagree with any of the, the minutes or rotations that I've got. Who do you think that um, someone that I said... Should should be drafted, shouldn't, or, or should have been drafted, or shouldn't be drafted, should. Um, and uh, and let us know uh, what you want to see more of, guys. We've got some more team previews coming along. Make sure you give this video uh, a like, and make sure you're subscribed. If you're on YouTube, subscriber of an Apple podcast, and give us a five-star rating. Make sure you hit those ratings, guys. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next time. Laters.